Gritty Ground. Who introducing Gritty Grounds to the building, man? I want you to introduce yourself. Yeah, this is gritty, man. It's grams. Get rich around me slanging, man. You can call me even whatever, each one. Mr. Ada, however you want to do it, man. They know I'm coming. Uh, just did a, uh, finish the little bit, man. Get rich around me slanging, man. Yeah. Free pizzle. My nigga, you know I'm coming. Ah. Yeah. My nigga, you know I'm coming. Trapping from under the sun. All the way up, I'ma run it. If it's smoke with a nigga, I'm gunning. Since a young and I stayed in the sun. From the H, you gon' trap or you nothing. Yeah. My nigga, you know I'm coming. Tell him. Extras, extras, recon. Just did a, uh, finished a little bit, man. Did some time. I was, uh, finished up an eight year sentence and got back and I'm just picking up the pieces for real. Like, you know. Trying to redeem myself. I was. Uh, shit. I always been good with words since a kid, though. Just playing, like, listening to music. Like, oh, you know, Cash Money was the shit. Like, I was heavy on Cash Money, and uh, I remember my first talent show. I was supposed to do. <laughs> I was real rebellious. I got in trouble in school, and uh. I was supposed to be in, uh, it was me and two other guys, we were supposed to uh, perform juvenile, back that ass up. Yeah, I was supposed to be in juvenile. Yeah, I was supposed to be in juvenile. And my nigga was supposed to be Wayne. And he was like, after you back it up, then it's time. I couldn't even do my part. I was mad as hell. The teacher told me, like, you ain't going to the talent show because you ain't have a productive day and really didn't let me perform and shit. And I was like, I it hurt my heart so bad, I cried at home. But it, it made me who I am Cause I was like Fuck that I'ma make my own music I ain't gotta be Motherfucker trying to rap Juvenile shit no more Fuck that Juvenile got me in trouble Talking about back That ass up in school So I said I'm gonna motherfucker Get in trouble It's gonna be by my own words And shit But yeah though Like I just uh, Always uh, Language arts too though Like always been like My favorite subject though Crazy though I ain't even graduate From high school But I still got like Real good penmanship Like just real like smart dude i don't you know try to really put it out there too much because i'll be feeling bad with the type of like brains i got like i should have been a college student i should have did all types of shit but i just picked the wrong route like my mom did a fair bit 10 years my dad did 12 and uh <clears throat> he from guyana and shit south america by barbados is real close he guyanese and shit i think they speak patu I got brothers and sisters and shit I ain't never met. Like, but that's a whole nother story though. But yeah, though, like, they both got sentenced to fed time and shit. And I was living with my grandma and on the number streets and shit. And uh, when my mom came home and shit, it was like, it was just different. So it was like, I just, uh, she, she, she did time for selling drugs and shit. And my dad did too. So it was like at a point of time, like growing up in poverty and shit and like, you really don't like know NBA players and professional football players and shit. Like I, my counselor was Marcus Ray. He used to play for uh, the Michigan Wolverines and got drafted to the Oakland Raiders. I believe he played with Charles Woodson. Like that was the closest thing to a role model to me though. Like, and I ain't I only seen him at school for real. So it was like outside of school though, like my house was right across the street from the crack house. Like I seen my first SWAT raids at 11 years old, like jumped off the porch at 12. That's why I screamed fuck them. Cause I was like, I don't, 
But you know, like I, I just uh I just was like growing up seeing the wrong shit and I got to the point where I just thought the wrong shit was right because you know the dope boys got gold chains and old schools rimmed up and just all the nice shit, the, the glamour, and, you know. My grandma used to always tell me back then everything that shine wasn't a diamond. Like, I, I didn't know what she was meaning, but, you know, shit could look good, but if you're doing the wrong things to get it, it still don't matter because all that shit could be snatched away from you so fast. And, uh, yeah, that was just, like, I just was fucking with the music, like, and that's basically what my, my music be about. I, I really just rap about, like, because I got a real good memory, though. Like, I can just remember shit. Like, sometimes I tell my mom and my grandma shit, and they be like, how you remember that? Like, I be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah. for real, like, that. for real, like, real good. Like, I was like, you can't lie to me. You, I'm not a nigga that you could tell. Like, you tell me a story and you lying, you better stick to that lie, because I'm going to remember. You can't fuck your lie up or nothing. Like, nah, bro, you just said last time that you <laughs> you tripped on your shoestring. Now you saying your legs was hurting. Like, that nigga knocked your ass out. Just say that. Like, cause you know, motherfuckers that's like tell lie. lies so much they start to believe their own lies. You know, you you tell a lie enough, you believe it. You know, yourself. Really so I, but yeah, I I just a lot of shit with my music though just be based off my past for real. Like I ain't still in the streets currently, like selling drugs. So it's like you know, I'm just rapping about the shit that I've been through and shit that I overcame, and you know, just to give anybody hope and help inspire anybody that's like me. You know what I mean? Or grew up like me, like, because it's a lot of people. Like, the average nigga in his house back then didn't have his dad. Like, I didn't have my dad or my mom. So, it was just different. It was just real different. Like, I got my nigga. This my everyday nigga calling me on the other line. Bro, I been doing the podcast right now. I said, I got my nigga on the air, though. I'm up. Okay, yeah. I'll just tell it about the life shit real. But, yeah, though. I'm going to hit you when I get out of here. Yeah, man, motherfucking, uh, yeah, bro, like, it's just, and I'm still with all the same people I grew up with, not unless we grew apart or they just don't stand on morals and values and shit like that I, I really live by, but, um, this music shit is just like, I when I went to, like, I started out doing it, and, uh, I'll never forget, we was in D-Rob's basement, man, D-Rob used to be at his mom's house, we'd go record in his mom's basement, and it was, it was wild, like, I remember it was times like we was really like that's how in love I was with the music not to put my nigga out there but it's the struggle though like we done been through it like I remember times D-Rob didn't like didn't have no gas like some of that no soda mixtape we recorded like the gas was like on oh, it was it was cold in the house like we really recorded in some like some of our hardest shit in a cold house like we was out like them niggas around the barrel in New Jack City like with the fire oh, like yeah. city <laughs> like yeah it was like that in there like cold like I used to try to smoke hella blunts in the booth just for it to heat up like but it wasn't but I was just like shit maybe I'm numb to this shit like it just you know I, that was the love I had for it that was the love I had for it for sure like and I dropped the tape uh, I remember we went down to Atlanta I did a song with Holly Boy Yeah, yeah, the first, nah, nah, nah. The first song I ever, ever, ever recorded, and it's crazy because I still fuck with this nigga to this day. The first song I ever recorded, is how good my memory is. I'm gonna take you back. 2005, in Stax, 
basement. Drop Boy Stacks had a fucking studio in his basement. I think his brother Moot, rest in peace to his brother, might have bought him. And uh, I just know he's just like, this like we was only kicking it at school and we was always rapping and shit. And he was like, bro, I got a studio at my house. Like, I'm like, man, I'm coming over there. And I came over there. Ricky's uncle, Ricky's uncle dropped me off Aww. over there. Ricky, I told him I wanted to rap and he knew I could rap real good. So he's like, I'm gonna take you over there. And he took me over there and dropped me off over that motherfucker and I went. And uh, we was in there, <laughs> me and Stax was in there recording. I didn't even know that like the mics was good enough to like where you could talk this low on them and they still picking up your voice. So I was in there just like, I gotta get it somewhere, it gotta get done. I'm on a block, fresh tea and some fresh one. I don't even want to hear that shit. But I would love to hear it just to get a laugh, though. But yeah, though, that was my first song, though. And I ain't never hear it again. But <laughs> but just to re-recording, though, I stayed at Stack's house all weekend that time and recorded like a motherfucker, though. Like, so from that point, you yeah, yeah, I knew it was on though. But I, before that, I always just used to sit in my house and just write shit and just try shit. And uh, I remember I had a big brother and shit because I'm an only child. And my grandma didn't like the fact that I was the only child and shit, so she uh, put me in a big brothers and big sisters program and shit just to get me out outside of anything. All the 18th, but I had a real like. He wasn't my real big brother, but he was like a real big brother, though. His name was Brandon Kraft. I'll never forget him, though. Real life. Yeah, he ended up being a professor at Florida. Yeah. But he was trying to put me on the right track. Like, I had a lot of people trying with me, but it was like shit. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of that. And then when my mom came home, she still, like, struggled with addiction and shit. Like, you know, my dad. Well, I just, you know, music. Like, I really, like, am a music head. Like, I don't even watch TV. Like, I really let music play. Like, I haven't, I've been out two years going on, two years now, and I still don't watch TV. Keep I, got, it I got cable. I don't, I don't even, I haven't picked up a joystick or nothing. And I really, like, used to be on that. I was a heavy gambler in 2K, for real. Not to be trying to get off subject, because we no, talking about the music, true. but I just really... <laughs> I really was the type of, yeah, I type, I was really the type of person that uh really had shit going though. Like, uh, we was playing, like, I used to gamble with my niggas all day, 24 7. That's what we did, gambling 2K, Madden, Dice. Like, I just, when I went to the penitentiary, I cut out a lot of my bad habits. Gambling was one of them, eating pork, red meat, just trying to live a healthy lifestyle. My grandpa died while I was in there from diabetes and shit. He had a stroke and shit. So, and he wasn't a nigga that smoked or drank or nothing. So he really died from unhealthy eating habits for real. But he lived a long time though. So it's, it was good though. But I just knew that was my lesson in life. Like, if I, cause I smoke and drink a lot. So, but I don't see myself quit doing that no time soon. So I feel like I could at least like watch what I put in my body as far as what I'm eating. Cause I can, I got discipline in that area. Cause, the mouth is the window to your body, so. Like, the shit they give you in prison is just, like, designed to make you die early. Like, it's nothing but processed foods and Debbie cakes and just shit you ain't supposed to have. And if you go on to get that shit twice a month and that's all you got to eat, like, bro, the fucking salad at the chow hall is brown. Like, I don't know if you want to go down there and get that shit. Airmark had maggots in their food at a point in time, so. I just was like, damn, I really got to cut out certain ways that I eat. Like, I just start eating nothing but fish in there. Like, that's Let's why. talk about that, though. Your time in jail, if you don't mind me asking. Like, oh, shit. 
it, I don't glorify it or wear it as a badge of honor or nothing, but like it's a part of my life that's going to forever be with me. And a lot of people, they like they say you only remember the day you went in and the day you leave. Like bullshit. I remember the days I was in that bitch in a hundred degree heat, locked in the cell, bro. Like really, for real. Like it's nothing to be happy about, but it's it made me who I am because I was already a young person that was advanced. So when I got in there and start soaking up game from the old heads, and when I got eight years, I was like, damn, it's 2012. You telling me I ain't gonna be home till 2020? Like I'm thinking cars might be flying by then. Like that's where I'm at with it. Like damn, like. I definitely so it was like I couldn't even really right yeah I couldn't even really see my release date for real like that was kind of fucked up like I was like but when I got where I got like I even started out in the level two and I got my level rose so I ended up being in the level three and level three is where they send people with violent crimes and just people who got a lot of time so I went from being a nigga with the most time in my block to the nigga with the least time and if we the least time is eight years. Dude, you can only imagine niggas got Buck Roger numbers in there, man. I got a nigga named Dank, man. Frankie Mosley, man. Free free 102 Dank, man. He got 102 years, ain't killed nobody. It's just shit like that. And and and, and, and he'll still wake up every day and find something to laugh about. So that's the shit I was just explaining to you before the mics got cut on. Like, everybody goes through a struggle, but it's like, you know, like, some people, like, I, I think people got to start focusing on counting their blessings more. Like, instead of looking at what's wrong with life, like, you got to look at, like, God woke you up this morning. Like, you still able to walk as some niggas in wheelchairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, just anything, like, you can't be a motherfucker that look at shit the, the, the bad way all the time. Like, just to, and I just be, like, more fortunate. Like, my life been fucked up, but I've still been blessed, though. If you if you know what I mean, like I, it's been fucked up, but I'm still triple blessed. Like so, I don't sit back and dwell on losses all day. Like I can't, you can't move forward if you focus on what's behind you. So at this point, my car don't even got a rear view mirror. Like I don't want to see the shit behind me, like because it's behind me, it's in my past. I won't forget like about it or nothing, but like shit, you know, we all been through things. But far as my beard, I did that motherfucker comfortable, feet up, like. Got my mind together, worked out, learned how to eat better, and uh, more so strategize and blueprint shit out, map shit out, because I was never that type of nigga. Like, I just, I might think about something for while I'm in the bed at night. And then when I fall asleep, that's over. I never really took too much time as a young person to, to think, like, I just did shit. Like, just, just do, just do it, Nike. Like, I think Nike should just... I don't know. They might have a good one with that one. But at the same time, I just don't just do anything no more. Like, I make sure I really think it through, though. Like, I got to make sure I'm thinking shit out because this shit, like, you can lose your life in a split second. So it's like decisions got to be made easy. How old were you? I was, what was I, 21? Fresh 21, just turned 21. I came home, I was 29. Eight year, eight straight. Do you think that, so do you think all, like, we go through life, we go through our lessons, we make mistakes, we do what we do. So, with everything you've been through and now, just judging from the spot you at now, do you feel like being in jail helped you for the better or did it hinder you more than anything? It's kind of hard, man, because both, for real. 
But who knows what it saved me from, though. Like, I could, I did eight years. I could have been getting 80 at the rate I was going. Like, I used to ride around with pistols and dope in the car. Like, that shit wasn't nothing. Like, like it was a misdemeanor. And, like, when you young and get money, you're not really trying to hear shit. Nobody trying to tell you. So countless people used to always be like, bro, bro, why you ride like that? Why you ride like that? I'm like, eh. I ain't, I ain't even listening to nobody, that, especially a nigga who ain't have more money than me. Like, so it was just like, I was just, it took the, prison took the, took the arrogance away from me. Because it, it was like, I wasn't trying to hear shit being a, a person that's 16, 17, 18, 19, and you playing with thousands, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't smoked mid-grade since the 10th grade. So I really like, far as I can remember, I can't really tell you the last time I didn't have a dollar in my pocket. It's a lot of people that yeah, can't say that. Yeah, that have hard, have it hard like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I did feel like being in prison hindered me and, and, and you know, like held me back. But I don't be trying to harbor no, um, no resentment towards nobody though. Like about it though, because it's like I felt like a lot of people wasn't there with me. Like I was looking out for a lot of people though before I went to jail and still do. But it's just like, damn, like, where the fuck is my people at? Like, so it's a humbling experience for you. A nigga told me when I got there, he says, this, this, I'm going to tell you something about this jail shit. It's going to either make a man or break a man. So with that being said, like, you either going to find out who you really are as a person or it's going to break you down because you still ain't going to realize how real life is. Like, and them be the niggas that get out and go right back and get out and go right back and keep doing the same shit and become a revolving door. So, like, it, it didn't, it broke you because you still ain't found yourself as a person. Like, but it can make you too, though, because if you, you realize, like, me, it made me because I realized, I sat down and was like, damn. It was nights I really sat in there and was like doing eight years, like, damn. I really put myself in here. Like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody put me in here. I put myself in here. Riding around like shit was cool. Like, with F1s. And just constantly got caught with drugs and guns back to back to back to back. Kept bonding out. Like, and I had the money to bond out, so I wasn't sitting there. So I was just digging myself a deeper hole. And nobody stopped, to, like, stopped and, like, really told me, until my lawyer sat me down, was like, "Dude, you know how many fucking charges you got?" I was so like, that's basically jail "Yeah, like I didn't life. know, like yeah, like I didn't even. I was so young playing with shit, like I didn't even realize the severity of the the crimes I was like committing. Like, like you get caught with one ounce, that's that's a F one drug possession. That's twenty eight grams for a thousand dollars, and an F one drug possession holds three to eleven years mandatory. So." It's just like, damn, like, I got, I had three F1s. So I was facing 30 with four gun specs. I got the minimum on everything. I got three on one F1, three on another. They threw one out, and then they made me cop out the one gun spec and threw three out. So I got three on one F1, three on the other, a year gun spec, and another year for failure to appear and tampering with evidence. Cause I was on the run and I didn't want to turn myself in cause I just had my son. Like when I went to jail, he was three months old. Like I could have took six years, but I had just had him. I was like, yeah, you could turn yourself in for six right now. And my son, three months in my hands. Like I wasn't ready for that. 
But I should have. I even used to think about that because I was like, damn. Once I got to the point where I was six years in, I was like, damn, I would be home. I just kept running. I was in. That's when I went to Atlanta and did the song with Ali Boy. That's when he had the hit song "Foe Out." Then uh, I went back two weeks later, did the song with Trouble. Stacks did a song with Juice Man around that time. We was kicking it. We all went to the A together, me, him, and Dice Gang. And when we got down there, yeah, shout out Dice. Yeah, been out Dice. He been, yeah, Dice been doing this shit for a while. Since he was like 15, 16. Dice was 16 with, with a hairy ass back. But so it's like you're not gonna look at him like a little nigga though. Like he was with us, but they didn't think yeah, they didn't think he was yeah, he had a whole bunch of hair on his back. Big like gotta shave it type. That's my nigga though. I love him. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I fuck with Dice. That's my nigga. He gonna hear this bitch and be like, "Fuck you, nigga. Fuck Damn, you." Like, but he do his thing and his, he was in his uh, garage, I think, mm-hmm. doing making beats. Hard got the whole set up. Mm-hmm. He thing. still got that bitch set up with hella shit Damn. in there. Like, Dice is a nigga that just worry about perfecting his craft at all times. That's one thing I could give him. Like, uh, for sure. Yeah, we was down there in the A and shit and. We went down that motherfucker and, and, and Stax did the song with Juice and I met up with Ali Boy the next day and shit. And bro was like, uh, I remember my nigga called me like, he's like, bro, uh, it's this nigga Ali Boy down there uh, from the A, bro. You gotta fuck with him, bro. Like they got shit going on, bro. They, they rapping like that hard, bro. And I like, I called him and shit. He's like, it was Mother's Day. He was like, man, I got my mom out to eat, bro. As soon as I'm done, bro, we gonna link up. And I went. And kick like we went and did the song, and I kicked it with Ali Boy the whole day, and he was just giving me game on the music back then. Like I remember, they had a crib with Empire mixtapes. Like that's how crazy the music move in the South. Like it was like probably had to been like fifty thousand CDs printed out in that bitch. And I came back the next week to do the song with Trouble, R.I.P. Trouble School, man. He dead now. Yeah, when I I did the song, I came back to do the song with Trouble. All them tapes was gone. So I'm like, damn, these niggas really moving music like like drugs, like like you know what I'm saying? Like they was doing it, and uh, yeah, I had came back the next week and did a song with Treble and shit, and uh, I was on the run. I dropped a mixtape called No Soda. Me and my cousin AP was producing all the beats. Man, he got 20 years and shit, I'm trying to get him out early. It's my blood cousin because we was like a duo rapping, like how Rio and Mikey is like. That's why I said it did hinder me a little bit because I was on my way. Like, right. And this was at the time when niggas wasn't even rapping in the city. Like, I didn't know nobody my age that was doing right. it anyway. Right. Probably maybe Stacks. That's the only person I could say that was really dropping shit and putting money into they self and projects and shit like that, doing features. Like, a lot of the life these niggas be trying to live, we already lived it twice. And I, uh, I was like, so I feel like if I didn't go to jail... Like, I would have been there, like, because right. it was already happening. It was happening, and like, I wasn't getting nothing but, but good, like, nothing but good shit out of it. Like, motherfuckers was saying all types of good shit. So I was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just knew that it was time, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything was going good, and I, but the whole time in the back of my head, like, I'm, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. I, I remember it. I had, uh, we had the most hated shit going real heavy. Most hated mafia. How that come about? Like, what was the conversation I brought that about? 
it was just that's a hard name to me and that's been around since i was young like yeah. that's really been around for real yeah. it's hard it's a hard yeah i really shit. started that shit how did that come about uh shit man it was just like uh i remember listening to uh tupac and I was like, it was just on some shit, just playing one day, like day in the car. Like I wasn't listening to Park. Like this was like 2011. I was like, I hear him on that motherfucker. Like something about getting be most hated by enemies. So I was like, damn, that's hard. Most hated by enemies. And it's like at the time, I just like felt like so many niggas was hating, and this shit ain't never stopped. History repeating itself. They still hating. And it's just like, I was just like, all my life, I just always been feeling like a nigga that been hated by many and loved by few. And so I always was like, just more so like, fuck it, I'ma just run with that. And then it was, it was going, it was working. And it was just like, we just was screaming it because it was like, we was on the side of town where we was getting into it with niggas at, like on the opposite side of town. Like I really moved on the south side and really was out there, had to live out there. My grandma moved out there, so I didn't have a choice. Like, she moved me from 18th to the, in the heart of the South, like, so it was like, I had to be there. Like, niggas would be like, bro, you never left, bro. That's why I gotta respect you. I had to say, nigga, I couldn't. Right, for real. (laughs) Like, Like, it wasn't that I didn't wanna, I couldn't, bro. I was six, 17, like 17, bro. Like, I couldn't leave. Like, my grandma moved out there from like 2005. How was, did your relationship it's like my mom, like that's why I feel like I'm a youngin' with an old soul though. Like my grandma really Had you watching the stories. Talk huh? man, <laughs> general hospital. Yeah, fucking young and the restless. <laughs> yeah. That shit been out since Pac died. Literally. For like for real. For real. Uh, I that's was like Is she uh, is she still here? Yeah, my grandma, yeah, she's still uh, alive. She's like, still like, she's still like my grandfather passed, but my my grandpa, my grandma's still alive. Yeah, that's she, I still stop by there, take care of her, and look out and make sure she don't need nothing every day, man. Shout out to the niggas that's really taking care of their moms and their sisters and they and they the females and their family like a man's supposed to. Yeah, because it be a lot of niggas that be saying they this and they that, and you see they peoples and they be fucked up. Like, bro, that's that's not supposed to be that way. Like, if your people's fucked up, bro, like either you ain't rich or you don't give a fuck. Which one is it? Like, it don't you know? This shit gotta make sense. Like, I pay attention to the rich motherfuckers. Like, that's really rich on TV. When you meet some of they peoples, they might still be fucked up, but they out the way. Like. Like, who the fuck, how the fuck he got that? Nigga, that's such and such his cousin. <laughs> nigga, you know, nigga, that, motherfucker, that's Chris yeah, Brown's nephew. Yeah, like, you know, you never, real. yeah, like, you know, motherfuckers gonna make sure they peoples took care of at least, bro. Sure. Like, you know I'm saying, like, I just ain't never been the type of nigga to, to get money and, um, to get money and really be, have nothing but motherfuckers around me fucked up. Like, I can't watch him. Like, I'm still like that to this day. And I think it's because I'm an only child, for real. Like, I ain't had no brother or no sister, so my niggas was always, like, my brothers and shit. And I was, like, never the type of nigga to... If I'm sitting here eating right now, I'm going to ask you if you want something, like, off that's my plate, though. Like, I don't... I went and bought a bunk bed when I was an only child. Like, I had a bunk bed in my room. Just in case my cousin... Yeah, anything. Like, I always was thinking about somebody else type that's of nigga, like... Person you want to be though, 
Sometimes it's the flaw though. Like sometimes it can be a flaw. Yeah, the the hate be real and the love be fake. You learn that no matter how many people that fuck up to you, you're not being good to them because you want something. If your intentions are pure and that's just really who you are, you're going to be blessed. You're going good. As far as like, um, so like back then, before now, like before you went to jail, do you remember your favorite track that you ever made? Hmm. Some of them ain't even out. Like, we did so much shit. In D Rob's basement. If I was to ask D Rob about that shit, he'd act like he wouldn't know where the fuck he was <laughs> Shout out D Rob, too. He has been doing his thing for yeah. a minute. On everything he has. OP, all that. Shout out yeah. D Rob. He been doing that's that's why I can't trip on him, because I know he. <laughs> He probably have to go deep, deep, deep in the crevices of some shit to find it. So I give him that, like, like where my music at from 2012, like, bro, I done recorded 2012 motherfuckers since then. 2012 artists, 2012 artists ago. That's where that shit at. So I don't know, some shit. I just leave it where it's at. Plus, I'm a nigga. Like my music just get better with time. So. I don't even be feeling like my old shit is hard no more. But it's still, it's, sti- it's still motherfuckers that'll see me and be like, nigga, I'll still bang it, ain't shit. That Gritty Montana is a classic. Oh, yeah. That should have been an original. On everything. <laughs> like, motherfuckers will tell me, like, I'll still bang your shit, the old yeah. shit. Like, I'll be like, damn, nigga, I got some new shit out. Why don't you bang that? that <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what's the problem? Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, I just blame myself because I gotta get better at promoting and marketing and all that shit. Like, I did eight years though. Like, so you know, we went from being a person that passes out CDs to digital. Like, it was a whole transformation to me. Like, so I had to get a figure all this shit out. Like, it was more than just coming home, jumping in the booth, doing a song for me. Like, I don't have no manager. I don't have no booking nothing. I don't have none of that shit. Like, it's just me, a one-man rock man, literally. You call me to book me, I'm going to pick up the phone. Like, like I don't have no assistant. Like, I don't even got a money counter. Like, I'm a, it's going to come. It's like, going to come. For real. Like, I, I could have got well, one. I just thumbed through like, the shit. I just be like, people that love you. it just be like, because, like, niggas just say that they want to see you win and shit, and it ain't really, like, I don't be believing that a motherfucker don't want to see. I, you can't want to see me win if you're not helping me with this shit. Right. Like, if you're not helping me, you're hurting me. And I'm not even saying help by funds financially because we good. We don't need nothing from nobody. It's just like, I just don't be understanding, like, what's so hard of clicking a share button. If you really fuck with my shit, it's like, click share, bro. Don't cost right. motherfucking right. thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just got to. Make sure we start supporting each other as like black people, period, though. Cause, Cause like other races, they stick together like that. Like we probably are the only race that's like this. Like it's kind of fucked up, but you know, it everybody is. done been it's through the shit. Truth. When you go to them corner stores, you see them foreigners in there with all their people. Yeah. When you go to the hair store and the beauty salon, they in there with all their people. Yeah. Because they do that. They put their people. And the some of these booming now, so now we about to go to the next person. With even the next business like even the real estate companies be nothing but five rich ass white people yes. that then came together and yes. made a name, and now they putting their money together buying half the fucking city. That's 
exactly like how it is. it's just like to get niggas to come together like that. It just don't be like man, no, nah, man, that nigga fuck my bitch in eighth grade. Like it just whatever. Yeah, it's real hateful. Competition with each other. Nobody understands that in real life, black people we hold the power. We are royalty. They the reason we don't understand that is because in school they teach you that our history comes from slavery, mm-hmm. and that's not true at all. We come from royalty. For they sure. Just, took all that they sold us into slavery and that's where they teach us. they don't even teach us our history at right all. like it's certain parts of history they don't even want us to know about at all. Like, like them egyptian paintings on the pyramids they making them light skin they making them lighter yeah, and lighter them was and black really people are tone. yeah they are tone. even they, they don't even teach like black history man i never ever ever in my whole years i said i dropped out but i dropped out in 11th grade so they should have taught me this shit i feel like <laughs> I never heard them talk about the Black Wall Street. At all. It was crazy that you even just, it's like you read my mind out. That's crazy. So I did my own research on that. And I'm like, damn, how did this happen? Because like, we never learned about it. Never story, did. Ever. And I had black history teachers. So I'm going to keep mad at them. Like, damn, how you a part of the agenda too and you want to play? Yeah, y'all it's never like, told us. It was a wealthy man. They made it seem like 9-11 was the first terrorist attack. It, it was a wealthy man named O.W. Gurley who just was rich as fuck. And what he did was he bought land and he sold it to only black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's how Black Wall Street started. So me, my goal, that's what I'm trying to do. My eventual goal to everything that I'm doing and building up is to do that. Right. But they came and tore that shit down because we was getting too wealthy. That's why... Everybody talk about Martin Luther King and they praise him, but segregation was the worst thing to ever happen to us because we start spending our black dollar with everybody else. I that even, took away from us. I even me? read up on some shit in jail. Uh, it was a guy like named uh, Geronimo Pratt. You hip to Geronimo Pratt? Uh, yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta read his uh, book. It's called Last Man Standing. He was cool with Tupac's stepdad Matulu Shakur so you know Matulu Shakur and all them started the Black Panthers and shit and Huey P. Newton and all them and so on mm-hmm. so it was like they really didn't like respect Dr. Martin Luther King's movement because they was kind of like you come in with peace and they already don't respect it still like yeah. we trying to come and let them know y'all can't beat us First off, so if we gonna talk about it, let's talk about exactly. it or get to it, cause it's not like they're they're rebellious already. They come in like motherfucker, like <laughs> we're better, like and they really thought they was. For and for a minute, like after slave, they tricked us to thinking that that's what the fuck was really going on. They ain't stronger in numbers or nothing. What people don't know is Malcolm X was on that peacemaking shit first. Nobody know that part though. Nobody know that part. I learned that. From a, a close friend that I have, Quentin, he got his own podcast, Neighborhood Politics. Mm-hmm. I've been to that. But he he was reading a book about Malcolm X. Malcolm X was on that peacemaking shit first, but he seen the real. And he got on that bullshit. Martin Luther King was hired by the white people. That's what they wanted. Y'all have to look at the world. Y'all have to be smarter. Like, all this dark skin versus light skin. All this, all this shit that go on the internet, that's just a way to keep us divided so we won't realize our truth gotta y'all gotta tap in y'all gotta be smarter than that y'all gotta get off that internet shit and start loving each other our only job here on earth is to love each other nothing else mm-hmm. it's not your job to judge somebody because they did this because somebody killed somebody that's not your business 
That ain't got nothing to do with you. Your only job here on this earth is to love each other. That's it and that's all. The the only thing that I'm gonna say I do not um respect though, like far as like that'll make me dislike a person that's my race is when you are and I'm not talking about this don't even stand for the, the law abiding citizens. This go for the people who decided to get in the street and chose to break the laws and go that route. When you snitch on somebody and you decide to get with these cops. Yeah, you ain't never supposed to hand those people over to that white Yeah, nah, nah, not at all. They so, was never built for us. Yeah, That's like. never what you supposed to do. And they put that shit in our head long time ago. That snitching is the right route. You think they telling on their people? They already telling us. As kids, don't tell. That was one of the first things I know in my household. Like, I used to get my ass beat if I told. <laughs> Something like, you think you're going to do a good deal? Like, what? such and such and them in there smoking. Man, give me the belt. Give me the belt. I get the belt running. Get it here. Get the whoop in my ass with it first. Like, damn. That's when I knew not to tell. Then I got my ass. My second ass whooping was for lying. I just told my Man. uncle about this. He's like, oh, I ain't never had to hit you. I said, you did, though. You whooped my ass, but it was definitely what I needed because you whooped my ass for lying, and that taught me a lesson in life to not be lying and shit. Early. Some motherfuckers really got bad problems with lying and shit. I got my ass beat because I made my brother mad one day, and he punched a hole in the wall. I took the blame. I took the blame for it. And still to this day, my mom don't know that's what happened. Like, for real, so... That no snitching is real. You learn that young with yeah. your siblings. And it's like now, this it ain't even just a motherfucker dropping a dime no more. Like, they really making y'all motherfuckers work. <laughs> like, I don't want to work with y'all. Like, I don't want to get cool. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm the nigga that get in there and fall asleep every time. Like, I'm tired as hell, hands in my sleeve. Yeah, I'm just, I, yeah, when I get locked up, I get sleepy. Like, soon as you get in the back yeah, of the cruise, like, depressing. yeah, I get tired like, as hell. Like, I sleep for like my first three days in that motherfucker if I ain't getting no bond. So, like, I don't even know how it come to that point where we in this bitch across the table and who you, 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 like, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know what to say to y'all, bro. I really don't. Cause I believe, like, I really want my name to stay golden. Like, that's how that, that respect takes. Motherfuckers be like saying niggas. Yeah, motherfuckers be like, and then I was just like, I just learned to keep my mouth shut more now, like, cause I know I study the law a lot, so I know like, it like motherfuckers be like, it ain't no paperwork, like, bro, it don't have to be no paperwork if you're currently working, like, it ain't even about to be no shit like that. So I don't even motherfucking say shit no more, cause it's like the world only respect like. Just the shiny things. Like, I feel like as long as you got you a chain, a watch, and a car, as long as you got your kit, you yeah. cool. Yeah. Motherfucker said that. These niggas is chasing kits. They are on life. Ain't everybody, for real, for what you got to learn in life is your intentions is what matters. Just be, a motherfucker can do the wrong shit with the right intentions. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's say you hear about a kid robbing a story, but then when you, when you really hear the story, Shit, his lights off, his mom on drugs, he ain't got nothing, he just was hungry. You get what I'm saying? That I, don't make him a bad I was person. one of them kids. And it's people that do good shit with the wrong intentions, so you got to watch them. You got to be mindful of that. I was like, type of nigga, like, I really used to be like, 
it's just crazy how they do. They crucify people in that courtroom. I was like, because I used to be like, for instance, sentencing day. I'll never forget it. I had to go up for a sentence. And I was like, damn. I'm going to either get eight, eight, eight or ten years. Uh, how did it feel knowing that? Like, what did you feel like knowing you was going to get time and go? Like, when did you finally accept it? You got to learn to wake up and accept it more and more every day. It's like you don't just accept it as a whole. Like You just start piecing bits and pieces of you. Just start knowing that you're not getting out. Right now, like I think the niggas that stress be the niggas that be like, you stress out, you stress out when you like low key on some, um, you stress out when you like still worrying how much time you gonna get. So the county is what be stressing motherfuckers out. It's like once you got your time, even though you getting stroked and all that shit, like once you get your time, you kind of got a sense of relief. Like as fucked up as it may sound, like I found more peace in jail than I was when I was out here on the run. Cause it was like, I know how much time I'm doing right now. Right, you know what to expect. When I'm out here on the run, I don't know what the fuck is about to happen. Like, I just know I'm going to jail one day and you going to sleep every day, having to wake up and having to wonder like, is this my last time sleeping on the streets? Every time you fuck, you wonder, is this the last time you busting a nut? Like, just everything. <laughs> like, I just, for real, like, it just be like, I don't know, is it over with? And I wake up and I'll be like, all right, shit, it's still cool. But it was like, just that too much worrying, though. Like, it just worrying about shit. That's why I don't be trying to worry about nothing. Motherfucker so be like, was that transition out of jail coming home hard? Like, Hell yeah, it was hard. Deal with that, like? Just, you no know, shit. It was the pandemic, for one. I got out in the pandemic. Right, so. Right. You gotta think it was just weird to me, like to get out. And certain stores ain't open, or right. gotta wear a mask everywhere. Just, just, it's shit. For a minute, it was like a dream. Like I know what they mean. Like so, some brothers get out and don't be focused because the shit just seems so unreal. Like somebody really might have to pinch you and be like, "Bro, you here? Are you home now?" Like, cause it, it'd be like it'd be like you live in a dream, like. This been your life every day for the past eight years. Waking up in a cell smaller than a fucking bathroom. Like, so it's just like, now when you transition to really jumping in the shower with no sandals now, like, my bare feet. Like, yeah, like, it just, you know, everything. I just, I just, it made me start to appreciate the small things in life. Like, shit as simple as going and taking a walk at the park or, just being able to do anything, just taking my son somewhere, doing some shit. Like, cause in jail, you would be like watching TV and a Lifetime movie might be on. You would see a nigga laid up with his bitch on a Lifetime movie. Like, damn, I can't wait to go do that. <laughs> like, I was like, shit, anything. I just like, when you get into that point where you about to get out, you like, damn, I can't wait to go do that. And it's kind of fucked up because in a level three, you around lifers, so you can't even really talk like that. About going home So you gotta kinda keep it to yourself a little bit Cause there's some niggas in there that'll get with you For talking Like I know a nigga that got stabbed up For talking about going home too much He had a celly that had He had a celly that had life <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> This is fucked up though Cause man Free my nigga Free my nigga monkey Free my nigga monkey paws man MP man 
Brandon Chooks, a real uh-huh. nigga. Cause he, they call him crazy, but he really see things though. He said, they gave us tablets and they took all, like they, they kept the phones on the walls, but they, they handed everybody tablets. So it didn't have to be long lines the way right. to use the phone anymore. So I'm like, I'm geek like, hell yeah, we got our tablets, MP. He said, fuck them tablets. I was like, damn, what, what you mean? Fuck the tablets, nigga. I'm happy as hell. Nigga, I ain't got to go down there and wait in line. Like you still out there. Nigga, what the fuck? He was like, nah, bro. Think about it, bro. They be knowing what they doing. He a nigga that think deep in the yeah, thing. He, he said, they know what they doing, bro. They know what they doing. Think about it, bro. We sellies. You about to go home. But this my nigga though, so he right. he he liked to hear me talk about going home. Right. But the average nigga that had life, I like he don't even have life. He has eighteen. But I'm saying the average nigga that has a lot of time don't want to hear that shit. Moral of the story. So he like, bro, uh, think about it, bro. If I was a nigga that was jealous of you going home, cause I got more time to do, and you still on the phone talking about going home, going home every day, every day, every day, every day, like that'll fuck with somebody's head that's not right. going home. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, he tripping. Niggas be out in the real world jealous of nothing. Yeah, I say he tripping. Nigga, I was in the hole. They said, I seen a nigga come back there stabbed up, and I knew who he was in the cell with. He was in their cell with this old dude I used to play chess with. And the old dude told me, like, yeah, uh, I'm about to go up for my uh, my review, man, uh, to see the board. You know, when you got life, you got to go see the board, and they decide if they want to let you out or not. But they'll flop you for anything. They'll say, like, you got in a fight six years ago, so come see us in another 10 years, and we decide if we want to let you out. So his cellie had 90 days left, and he went to see the board and got flopped at the board. Little did His cellie didn't know that. So he's back there, and his cell pissed off that the board just flopped him for whatever reason. That was some bullshit this old man did. 40 years, bro. Like, you telling me because of a fight or a ticket he got five, six years ago, bro? Like, when you know half these motherfuckers that work in here is racist and shit? It's just crazy. Like, they need to make them wear body cameras. But anyways, uh, he, uh, yeah, OG was salty that he got flopped at the board. And his celly coming in, blah, da, da, da. Uh, get on the tablet. Yeah, baby, I need you to give me them new J's that came out. And get, you already know we going to do that. We going to Rook. I need a steak. Steak, too. Well done. I don't want none of that bullshit. None of it. I want a good ass. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck you when I'm on up. Like, so a nigga just, like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, lashed out on him. He said he turned around and OG was... Like stabbing him, like with a like a pick, like hit him like in his head. So I had to see this nigga come out. I'm like, damn, what the fuck happened to you? Cause I know who his cell is. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm in the hole though. Like, what the fuck happened to you? He like, oh gee, stab me. I was like, for what? He like, I don't know, bro. All I know is, bro, I came back and jumped on the phone during lockdown. He ain't said nothing this whole day. I don't know. OG ain't saying nothing because he's sick. He got to do a whole nother 10 years before he go back and see the board. Wow. He don't want to hear that shit. Exactly. So, so it was crazy in there. But just transitioning, what fucked me up when I got out, like, handling shit the penitentiary way, like, 
I'm it's part of them ways still stick with me. I'm not institutionalized or nothing. When I say that, I mean like the way you address shit. Like if I was to come be like, hey, uh, slick out there, you talking bad, whatever. You could go tell him I said it. I'ma stand on that. Nowadays, like somebody would come tell you somebody said something and they don't want you to say nothing to the person. Like that's them as whole games. We ain't even gonna play like that. We gonna put this shit so I'm letting you know now, if somebody talking bad about me and they saying some shit fucked up, don't tell me because I'm gonna go tell them that you said it. We all gonna address this shit right here. That's just what type of nigga I am. I've been like that my whole fucking life. Yeah, you feel me? It's 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 just weird. And I was just on that for like the first ninety days I was out, like not even about me though, just like if I had love for you and I seen some weak shit you was doing I, and, the, and the homies talking about it, whatever the situation may be, I'm going to bring it up to us. Like, I'm going to bring it to the light, bro. We ain't going to be sweeping shit under rugs around right. here. We don't right. do that. I don't like that. Right. Like, I don't want to sit here and talk about somebody, bro. So let's talk about now, though. Like, so now that you did transition, out, you looking fly. I see you a little comfortable. I've been hearing your track, so I'm... It's like you getting more comfortable yeah. with the life outside of the world. Yeah, I had to get so my like, I had to get my juice back. Coming for the people because they don't really know you really lyrically that. Oh no, nah, we got fire coming. Like <laughs> I, I be doing, I, I try to do a, a song. A, like I don't go to the studio every day, but if I could, I would do a song a day. But of course, Columbus is like the new Atlanta, so it's just hard to just book sessions when you want to. Yeah, I never knew that. I yeah. might be in this motherfucker. Sure. But yeah, it just it just be like I be dropping shit, but I don't put it out. I make songs and I and I just got them in the cut like so it's but it's time to start putting this shit out cuz it's like one thing I learned from when I I did the song with Rio the Young OG. Rio was like, "Bro, if you freestyling like that, my nigga, you need to be putting that shit out like that." Like Rio told me this, the Young OG, like Mike RMC Mike, like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, we do the same shit, man. Nobody knew who he was a year ago. <laughs> and, and he wasn't lying, though. Like, that's why I fuck with Flint niggas more than Detroit niggas, like, far as music-wise, because I know they really come from nothing. Like, Detroit niggas been balling for so fucking long. Like, if they was broke, their uncle might have been rich, or they just know somebody that had that pay. Like I know how Detroit is. That you got niggas that put them on. So what you got coming for this? We got some hard shit coming. Like uh, I got shit with Shiesty's little brother, man. Like I got Cash Flow on the beat, man. He produced. He produced the tape. I got some shit with Baby Shiesty, man. He an up and coming artist out of Memphis. If you ain't hip to him, get hip. He gonna be. It's gonna be some shit coming. Uh. I got some shit with my dude, uh, Chrono. Keep that Chrono. He got a beat out on Donda 2 right now. Produce shit for Kanye. Oh, that's what's yeah, uh, my dude, Killer Cowbo. He on the West Coast, man. He got some shit called Cash Lane. Remind me of 808 Mafia. They doing they motherfucking thing, dropping nothing but heat. My dude, Lotus from Russia. Like, I got, I, I don't even care about features no more at this point. Like, I just want to work with all producers because you're going to get more bang for your buck. Like, you pay a nigga for a feature, he might not even post that shit. Uh, you pay a producer for a beat, y'all liable to get in the studio, work, and he see who you really is as a person. Y'all gain some chemistry, and now y'all rocking. And he probably got connects to all the rappers you trying to get in touch with any fucking way. 
So I just rather just work with producers right now. So that's what I'm just focused on and just finding different producers, finding different sounds because I'm real versatile. So I'm just always working and just trying different shit. Like, of course, you know, the trap music, that's like how I'm coming off gate. But I just be challenging myself. Like, so that train smoke one, that was like one of them ones where I was just trying some shit and it worked out. Like, because I, I got so many different styles. I'm real versatile. So you don't never, I'm like thug or Kodak or Future or one of them niggas. Like, you don't know how I'm coming to that motherfucker just cut on. Like, speaking of that, like growing up and even now, like besides yourself, because everybody's saying it like me. But who is your favorite rapper? Like who is your inspiration? Hmm. I just it's crazy because I I can't really say I got a favorite, obviously, because I I didn't like I change with the times. Like I'm never just stuck on one rapper though. Like I, I fuck with like growing up, hands down, Jada Kiss. Was the, was the hardest to me Kiss was the hardest yeah, to me he, Like He's still hard If he was to hop on the I still would do a song with Kiss yeah, Just cause Like they, that's They sleep on him Yeah he ain't gonna give you no weak they verse sleep on him. Uh, But then But that's not even my favorite rapper though Like it just He back then though At that time When D-Block and Dipset was out Like Kiss was my nigga uh, But then it moved on I ended up being a Wayne head You know we went through that phase Like this is why I'm so lyrical Like Cause like the people that was my favorite rappers back in the day, like, yeah. Then it went from after Wayne. I'ma say it went so it was a was a was a, a toss up between Gucci or Jeezy. Gucci was dropping every week with a pair of J's, so it's like it was hard. That's why I know to stay consistent like that because that's what he did. Gucci was just dropping that shit. And then he had Zaytoven on that bitch, so it, it really was crazy. Damn, I miss Zaytoven on the bitch. I just was DMing him the other day. We was talking about I some shit. Uh, then uh, after Gucci and Jeezy, I just been stuck with Future. He's a good performer. I see like, him in concert. One thing I will remember about Future, that man came out of his concert with a sweatshirt that said Joy. Just a simple sweatshirt that said Joy. Like, just joy. Like, it wasn't, I don't know. Like, I just, I always remember that. It was a concert here. It was Future and Jeezy, actually. Jeezy, my favorite Future. But he is a good performer, and he's very creative. I got to holler at Future, though. I think y'all do a hard song together. I think that's... Nah, we're going to do some shit, some hard shit together whenever I meet the nigga. (laughs) But I got to holler at him about some other shit, though. (laughs) Like, if I was to meet Future, I would just be like, bro... I fuck with your music and I love it so much. I feel like I know you, but I gotta tell you though, low key though, bro, you low key fuck my life up with this, <laughs> with this drink though. Like, <laughs> nah, for real, like for real, like I was like, Future didn't know like, he told you to drink like last night. I pulled the phone, I woke up and I pulled the phone. Now let's have a toast. You know like what's I was crazy. Let me tell you something about Future. So you know, I'm a big Nicki fan. Shout out Nicki Minaj. She did an interview with Joe Button like a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. She said, "What people don't know, Future is a lightweight. He don't even drink like that." She said that man to take a sip of something and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm cool." See, so he, I believe he probably. I believe he acted like, like that. I believe he. Sales. I believe he act like that, probably to her. For real, because nah, I did a song with Trouble in 2012 and I asked him about Future. I was like, because that's what we was riding down there to the A. 
and and we was banging. I'll never forget. That's when he dropped that uh, that Pluto 3D. We was banging that. Go tell him it's a homicide. Oh. Man, like I so I said I'm gonna ask he like y'all niggas that ask me about anybody from Atlanta, I'm gonna keep it all the way real and tell you about them. Whether they a bitch ass nigga or they just right. a real nigga, like they right. shoot. And I said, What's up with future? He said everything that he talking about, he said that, that magic video shoot, they had to cancel it and postpone it to the next day because he got so high that he couldn't remember his own words to it. And he was like basically like shit, like how he dropped at the same damn time. He was like, he really be like that on everything at the same damn time. And just so, so, certain songs he make, you can hear it in his voice. Like, I know, I sip a lot of lean. I know when a nigga off that juice, like, you can right. hear it in their voice. Like, right. it became part of his persona. He probably don't drink it unless he's in the booth, maybe, right, probably. Maybe. But I know Future get dumb high. He talk about it too damn much. Because <laughs> he probably be, I don't know, though, because it's like, we don't know them. She be around that man all the time. She said he a lightweight for real. She probably was damn near trying to help him out and get his <laughs> ass a motherfucking endorsement with somebody. For real. Cause man. I know, like, White did a song with him in 2012. That you know, White so you man, we've we been on this juice so long, bro. Yeah, like been man. sipping this shit, bro. I was driving to Detroit to get pints of activists. Matter of fact, the concert I was telling you about, White was on stage with you. Yeah, so that's what I was about to say something White when you said, yeah, White. He was right on stage Yeah, so I, like, White done been around him. Yeah, he does get high. Like, he probably don't get that high no more because the shit is, is, is not what it used to be. Lean ain't even cheap no more. That shit was cheap back then. Like, you get a pint. I was getting pints for $400, $350. And the highest was like 900 in Atlanta. Now these motherfuckers is saying it's a nigga with a pint of activist somewhere and he won't take the seal off of it. They said Young Thug <laughs> offered him a half a million dollars for, I think, two or three pints he had. Damn. Real act. So that should just tell you that the market is up on it. Like, it ain't even worth drinking no more, to be honest. Like, if you a guy that's picking up the habit just for the, 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 the fashion of it, please don't do it. Thugger Thugger is, is having withdrawals right now. Thug is <laughs> Thug is in jail. But I swear it just ain't worth it no more. It ain't it ain't what it used to be no more. Like and then it's like everybody making replicas of everything. Like nothing is like it's more fake shit out here on the streets than it is real anymore. So I just I just don't recommend nobody to condone it if ain't already a habit that you've been having. Like I've been sipping since. Pimp C was pimping, like for real, like on the speed bike, for real. I just, I, like this shit we've been doing since kids though, so it ain't really like nothing that I'm trying to do to be like look like something. Like nah, like that's just what I've been doing since a kid, and it's, it's like I don't really sleep though. Like and part of the shit, that's why I just came with the eight up shit because it's get rich around me slanging, is the acronym for my name Grams, but eight up is a different thing, like. It's like another term for PTSD. Like they won't consider you to have post-traumatic stress disorder if you did a long penitentiary bid, but somebody go do that amount of time in the army, they'll get a check for it and it's kind of wild. But so it's just like a motherfucker in the joint and say you fried or you ate up. Like, so I just like, damn, ate up, that's cool. Like, cause I am ate up, but I got a story behind it though. Like it's like, 
You ain't been through nothing if you ain't ate up. Like everybody got post-traumatic stress disorder, whatever, for, but it kind of makes some people who they are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you been through shit, so you know how to play your cards when you come across the time to cross certain bridges and shit. And some niggas just, you know, they might burn them because they ain't never been through shit. And after a minute, you start to see when you ain't got nobody, them bridges you burnt, you can't cross no more. But with that, with that being said, I just, I'm just the type of nigga, though, like, I just try to embrace everything I've been through and make it a positive thing instead of being like, oh, I don't, I don't fuck with them. You know, whatever, I've been through shit. Like, nah, like, I've been through that already, bro. Like, on to something else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. I just be cool just getting booked for shows, man, and get my get my get my message out there because I make sure I just put a message in every song that I make. I'm not just saying words. So it's like I'm trying to give you a little bit of game. So if I could just get my message out, man, each one teach one, bro. Like, cause like they're sending the wrong people to these people to try to talk to them nowadays. Like you can't send nobody to go talk to somebody who ain't been through what they has been through. Like. How you gonna send somebody to go in jail and talk to all these juveniles and this nigga ain't did a lick of time? Like, like don't, so I just be like, I just be trying to just get the message out there to people that's like, like me, for real, or thinking about going that route. Cause I'ma definitely tell you like how to trap, but then I'ma tell you what trapping gonna get you too. That's why I said I wanna tell Future he fucked my life up cause he ain't tell me what the lean was gonna do to me. That's, that's what I was trying to get to you. Like, these rappers, you got to think, like, this is an entertainment business. So a lot of rappers that y'all look up to ain't really living that life that they rapping about. They just good at what they do. Where they got writers and they just had that image. You right, though. So, you Definitely. Know, you got to just have your own mind. Like, so what you think, like, as far as the stage, like, we go through different stages in our life. We learn lessons. We make mistakes. We learn. We bounce back. We do what we do. So as far as the stage in that you're in your life now, what's the biggest lesson you think you learned? It's a few of them. I'm still learning every day. I'm never going, no matter how smart I get, I'm never going to be the type of motherfucker that won't let nobody tell me nothing. Like, I feel like I could learn from somebody younger than me. I miss eight years of my life. Like, so it preserved me, but it's like parts of life that I ain't, shit I ain't conquer. Like, I got my, my little bros, like, like, Beezy and Trey Burke, like, them niggas done fucking seen way more shit than me. I know they have. And they was like, shit, bro, we be looking for shit from you. Like, I was like, bro, it's because I'm older don't mean, like, I could learn shit from y'all. Like, bro, y'all motherfuckers done brush shoulders with a lot of people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it just be like, I ain't never too smart to not sit back and listen because a nigga who knows all just knows nothing. So I just learned just to... Explore though, that's what I learned. Like, you can't really get where you're trying to get in life if you just staying in one spot. Like, how you gonna discover new oceans if you're scared to leave shore? Like, so I'm just traveling. Like, I thought I did some shit until I got locked up, and then I realized I didn't do shit. So take us in the studio with you. So let's say you wake up, like, oh, I got a studio day. What's your process like? Like, how do you? Come up with a song, come up with the name of the song. How do you execute it in a booth? Like, what's that whole process like? Uh, like, just studying 
different people's styles, like back, like just locked up, like just. I'm a nigga that like got all them favorite rappers I just told you just like mixed in one. Like, so like it's just like I just see what's trending and shit and know what's going on and. Like, I'm the type of nigga, like, find a catchy word and just build around it. Like, if I wanted to make a song about exit, like, I would just be like, oh, all right, exit. What all could I say that got to do with an exit that got something to do with life? And it's build a hook around it. So I might be in that bitch like, exit. Fuck out my life. Exit. Fuck is your wife. Like, you know, I'm just saying some shit, like, anything, like, like, just anything, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just so I just find just different shit just to talk about, like, but I, I got a fucked up short-term memory, so I'm starting to learn. I got to start jotting shit down because I would say the hardest shit to myself and forget it. I forget what we talking about in mid-sentence. For real. Like, damn, what the fuck was I just saying? <laughs> you like that. What's your, um, you got a favorite track that's out now? Like, like the, the, Off the I cookbook? Said, yes, the cookbook. How did you come up with that name? Uh, my grandma is a a culinary so she she always was a chef and shit she retired chef and i just always grew up in the house around her cooking and shit and she uh started leaving me at home by myself i started trying to cook shit i remember i tried to bake my first cake i seen her put some salt in one one time i thought that salt went in the motherfucking cake she's like boy you ain't supposed to put no damn chocolate and no salt i, I was like fuck it but I was trying though, like I just always was just in the kitchen fucking with shit. So that's like my favorite room in the house. And uh, at a point in time, like before I was knew when I was gonna do this rap shit, like when I was in high school, like uh, you know they had career centers and shit. Like I remember picking my career, I wanted it to be culinary arts. Oh, that's so that's a form of art too. Just like that. Yeah, hell yeah! Like I'm just a nigga that liked the kitchen, man. So. And then I got a song called Cookbook. It's the first track on there. So how do you choose your tracks in the order of like the name? If you of if you look at them, it like you gotta look at it. It's, it's different. Ooh, oh, it's a cookbook. So take heed. It's a cookbook. Yeah, Every yeah, track is a recipe. Hard. That's hard. Yeah, it's a real Woke cookbook. Up, fried chicken. That's very creative. You know what this reminds me of? I've never seen like when Money Bag and NBA Youngboy dropped that Fed Babies. The titles of each of those was so creative. I don't even think nobody even. Yeah, nah, I, peep, that. I peeped it. This right here is like that. Remind me of that creativity. Just mm -hmm. like that. That's fire that you did that. Yeah. How yeah. did you know? Like, what you what what went in the process of picking like the intro, like the first song? I Did just knew Cookbook was gonna be a good one. How you know that was I was just like, because I teach, like, I nobody, who the fuck has made a track teaching you how to cook something? Like, I just be trying to think of shit ain't nobody did. You got a favorite track on this album? Uh, the Stars is next to the ones that's the most played, but I don't know. Like, I remember uh, Shoot'em called me and said, G Herbo like that sauteed onions. Yeah, he told me he want, he's like, yeah, Herbo wanted that song. He's like, yeah, I'm riding in the Maybach with Herbo, bro. He said, you better shoot a video to that sauteed onions. And I'm so like, damn. Shooting a video to the sauteed onions. I want to, shit, I might as well do it. Because it's like, at the end of the day, if Herb like it, let's see if we can get him on this motherfucker. Exactly. He, I know he wouldn't have never just told shoot, like, tell that nigga shoot a video to that one. Like, 
Make no. sure that nigga be on beat when he on your Man, bro, that is crazy you said that because I was just riding with a female and she said the same shit. Just make sure he's she said, she said, you like G Herb? I said, yeah, Herb hard. She said, he hard. He just don't rap on beat for shit. I was like, I said, damn. I said, damn. That's fucked up. Because I was like, that's the, okay, Herb. Get on beat. Get on your beats. But uh, my nigga just met uh, one of Herb's producers, uh, Oz, Oz did a lot of shit for her, but uh, I don't know, man. It's hard. I haven't even shot a video off a song off of there, and I didn't put out two videos since I dropped it. It's crazy. I just don't stop working, so it's like every time I make some new shit, I be thirsty to let somebody hear it somehow. Like, so it just be like I done damn near like put that shit to the side. Like, but I do need to just give them something off of that because the ones with stars next to it is the most played. Sauteed onions. Sauteed onions. Uh, yeah. Big, uh, uh, yeah, we got Doe on the beat on that one. Doe produced a lot of them tracks. Hey, I like. Shout out to Young Doe. He produced my beat. That's gonna be one of this reality show. Yeah. Uh, another one. I like cake bake. I, I said because I, I damn near want to put ESTG on that motherfucker. Because I could hear him on there. So you haven't shot a, a video off of nothing. To none of them. That fish fillet freestyle fire. Take heed, take heed off the chain because the beat switch up while I'm rapping. And you know every nigga can't do that. Like just rap and the, you go, like the beat change. So how did you come with the name Three Grams? Like where did that come from? Uh, Grams? <laughs> Rocky gave me the name. Swear to God. So he says, because I was the youngest nigga on the block with the Grams. <laughs> They was calling me little baby nigga and I, Cause I was like 11 years old Hanging around them niggas And I just didn't like that name oh, you ordered, you It's crazy the name they used to call me Is the nigga with the biggest rap name in the career I swear to god like In 2002 they was calling me little baby nigga You don't get your little baby ass off the block Little baby nigga Shout out drug runner yeah, that nigga said, that nigga said, he said, well, we might as well call you Young Grams. And then I was like, fuck it. Grams, Young Grams. And then my nigga Jit, he dead now, rest in peace. He always called my phone every day. Like, he never called me Grams. He'd be like, Gritty. Every time I picked up the phone, he's like, Gritty. Gritty. I was like, shit, Gritty Grams. Like, shit, that got a nice little ring to it. Gritty Grams and shit. And I just... And then now it's like it just stuck like motherfuckers that really know me call me gritty and a nigga that might be talking the nigga Grams. And I just sitting in there just just so much time on my hands I end up coming with the acronym get rich around me slang it. Cuz I had to. Regrets in life? Not getting an LLC for most hated. I was too young. I didn't know nothing about all that shit. I was just young screaming ah motherfuckers did that. And they took you For sure So are you still Running with the most hated Or what's your I mean it's 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 just written in stone At this point It'll be forever Something that Motherfuckers from my section Scream or Whoever just feel like They got 
like haters like you know that's why i liked it because it was like everybody felt like they had somebody hating on them at, at this time about some shit so you feel like you got haters you most hated too fuck it we got everybody we fucking fuck the hater we got and then it just like i said when i went to jail it was just getting started and i just start hearing more and more people like okay they get such and such most hate, most hated nigga most hated this nigga i'm like damn i, I got a phone in jail and I was I, I was I was scrolling, just looking up the timeline and just seeing most hated this more. I'm like, God damn, there's a lot of motherfuckers claiming most hated. I ain't motherfuckers saying scared free gritty or nothing. But fuck it though. Like God, shit, it's, I was like, fuck it though. It's cool though. Shit, they screaming my shit. Little do I knew like, some motherfuckers went downtown and straight got the LLCs for that shit and didn't put my name on it. And receive like benefits for it. Like I just, I don't even give a fuck though no more. I was like, y'all can have that shit. I'm the type of nigga to start from the ground up though. Start from the ground up though. So this whole new, yeah, this all yeah rebrand, yeah new brand, everything. They can have that shit. So out of these tracks, this album just dropped the Spotify. Anybody in jail? I'm on JPay. Doing that for my niggas in the joint. Them, that's probably who buying majority of my music for real. Like I got a nice amount of streams, but you know they don't count that. So I know it's a lot of shit coming from the joint. Like free my nigga Sosa. He said when you drop that motherfucker, drop that motherfucking new at all. I put a sign on there and said if you ain't if you ain't buying this, you can't get on the kiosk today. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, but it's I did eight years. So you gotta think I got a lot of relationships that I built in there. So. Niggas couldn't wait. I got constant calls, bro. When are you putting some music on the JPay? I just put the cookbook on there, but I said I didn't want to put it on there because I haven't even got paid for the two singles that I already put on there. But I start thinking like, I need to stop thinking like that and just give it to them. Cause as long as my niggas in jail getting to hear it, I don't even care at this point though. But I, I just don't want to keep doing too much rapping for free though. So you have. Any big label right now coming here, like, we want you right now and sign the dotted line. Who would, it, who would you want to sign with? Anybody that's willing to change my life. I don't want to sign just to sign a record deal and say I got one. I want a motherfucker to get me the fuck out these streets. Like, that's what it's about. Like, because it's like, you put me on your platform. Like, somebody can sign you and you still never be heard. If somebody can sign you and make you not be able to put your music out. So with that being said, like if they come in like that, I'd rather stay independent. Like a nigga just told me the other night, like you don't even have to be famous to get paid off your music anymore. So it's not really about signing a deal to me no more. Like I, the, the, it was like that back in the day, the game done did a full 360. Like if you got ways to market your music, you don't need a deal. But I would like, if I had to sign with somebody like, the goods, the best CEOs right now that's out to me gotta be Gucci, Gotti, or motherfucking QC. Or Rick Ross. Like I know Ross will give a nigga a lot of game. Like and at a point in time under YMCMB, like nobody was selling more than Maybach music. I don't know what they doing now, but I just know Ross got a lot of game to give. Like that's how I look at it. Like what type of game can I soak from you? I don't wanna just I don't want you to just give me a chain and you know, tell me I'm with your like I I'd rather be me. Like for all that, like give me a distribution deal. Like I don't, cause I I know how to brand myself now. So it's like I really don't need to be branded by the next motherfucker. Like I know people that countless people that signed deals and bought themselves out their contract. 
or niggas that sign deals and just wish they didn't do it. And I'm starting to learn that side of the game now a lot. Because it's like, I know a nigga that, I ain't even going to say his name, but I know a nigga that made $32 million off his album. And he only got 13 of it. Like, so is a deal really what you want? Like, you got to just be careful what you ask for out here. Like, I was talking to Alley Boy so, some months ago. I was at his house and shit before Trouble got killed. And I was asking why he didn't care about the shit no more. And he was like, bro, because it's like, at a time when I was doing this shit, like, I had a, a hit with a million views out. And I was only getting paid five to 10000 a show. So you got to think, on, a sh- on the road, you're not going on the road by yourself. You're taking your gang with you. So you got your whole entourage with you, and these might be niggas you just picked up off the streets. They might still have dirty shoes and everything. So you got to be ready to take care of these niggas because they stopping part of their life to be with you and believing in your dream. So if you're only getting 10000 to show, how much is you really making with 10 niggas on the road with you? Now niggas is getting 200000 250000 100 a show. But it wasn't like that in 2012. Like, niggas was getting maybe 20000 a show. Maybe Gotti came to Martha's in 2012. I watched six niggas throw in five bands a piece. And it gave him 30. This, the rap got that sack. But they made back 90. Yeah, it gotta be a team. If it, But it's nowadays... Role playing is really important thing, and a lot of niggas don't be wanting to play, play their role. Some motherfuckers will say they want to be a part of your shit, but they really want to do the part you doing and rapping. Like, some niggas got to know how to fall back and play their position and let the rappers be the rappers, bro. Everybody can't rap, bro. And I ain't even saying, like, far as lyrically, like, it just, like, it can't be everybody trying to rap. One nigga got to be the cameraman. One nigga got to be the booking manager. One nigga got to be, everybody got to be doing something different, and it's going to turn to a well-oiled machine, and this shit going to work. But if everybody trying to be the head nigga is, you got too many chiefs and not enough Indians. I ain't the captain of the yacht, bro. I'm just on the boat. I'm just telling you all the shit I see. And I, it's wrinkles that need to be ironed out in my shit. So I ain't on here just acting like it's all good. But I'm grinding. Every day I wake up and I'm making it happen, bro. I'm doing something productive and like constructive and try to make this shit happen. Like it's not going to come to me. I know it's not going to fall in my lap. And I ain't waiting on the motherfucker to give me nothing. I just want it to be more support. Like from like my city and shit like that. Like. Cause it's like the more we 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 open this door up, bro, it's gonna get better. Like, I know I ain't the hottest in the city right now, and I'm cool with that. Like, I just want motherfuckers, like everybody, just to be everybody, just like nah. Cause it's like it's time. Everything is about timing, bro. And it's not my time. I can't just come home and snatch everything away. When it's niggas that really been out here grinding though. Like niggas been out here doing this shit for a while. God took me off the streets for eight years and let me sit back and watch this shit. You feel me? And now I see and I got a plan and I got to execute it. Sometimes people be having good intentions, but the execution could be terrible. And and if your execution ain't right, it's not going to be right. So my thing is I got a lot of music. I want to put it out the right way. I don't want to be a nigga that just keep putting out songs and thousands. Yeah, just marketing, figuring out who I'm about to go through with this marketing. Like, I want my shit being on playlists. Like, just because I know, like, 
A motherfucker's not gonna hear this shit And be like Turn it off So it's like That's my thing right now It's just not Been on big enough platforms For everybody to hear it So it's gonna take some paint And you know what I mean Like A nice little team That's why I gotta I'm sitting back now Just At the drawing board For real That's why I said Like I'm not Mad about being Like cause I know Like the other shit The shit that I'm trying to do Is artists that already Then went through that part of it I gotta go through that Like so I mean a nigga Like some people Will say that But I don't really Look at it Like catch up Because It's like It's no recipe It's like It's no one recipe To this shit Everybody blows up A different way So I can't say that Cause my My shit My journey might be different Than the next motherfucker Like One motherfucker might blow up Off SoundCloud Another motherfucker might get a deal Another motherfucker might get discovered Through highlight reels You just Never know What your story is gonna be So For all I know I could leave this bitch And see L.A. Reed outside Like You know what I'm saying Like everybody is just different Like so I don't look at My situation And compare it to nobody's Is there anybody it's a couple niggas I done heard that's hard. Uh I like little uh I like I like Quiz in a wheelchair. He hard. I like Quiz. He hard. Uh, oh, that's my nigga. I know yeah, that. yeah. I met him through Frost too. Free yeah, Frost. yeah, I did free yeah, that's free Frost. Crazy. He is hard. Too. Frost need to get out this bitch and motherfucking promote parties and do shit cause his lives bust and he got a lot of people that be into shit what he say like Frost could say get here on his live and that bitch gonna start busting so that's why I'm saying like I just wish people would utilize like certain shit like just do shit with it man cause like Frost funny too like he a funny <laughs> motherfucker like but you would have to know him to know he funny cause you would look at him and be like I'm scared of this nigga but he really is funny though like he a good dude that's my nigga but yeah Quez though uh, who else man it's a couple of them though it's a couple artists man I see everybody out here grinding I like Lil EBN Sosa shit they holding it down for the EBN movement uh, it's a couple motherfuckers man I can't just think of off rip though but everybody grinding in Columbus me and Vano got shit already. We just ain't, we don't never be like on the same timing. Me and Shoot got shit. Uh, me and Young got shit. Ain't Big Bomb, Free Young. Uh, we got a lot of, I, I, I got shit with people. Like, I just don't, I don't know, man. Like, some motherfuckers would be cool from the internet and you see them and it seem good. And then when we link in person, it just don't be it for me. Like, cause uh, rapping is just you getting in the booth throwing your words against your thoughts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not saying who you are as a person, though. Like, I had to learn that you could meet somebody and they'd be a totally different nigga than they is in the booth. So I just don't really be. I gotta really. It gotta be some genuine shit. It gotta be some genuine shit. If I uh, if I do a song with you, like I don't ever just hit a nigga up, like. Let's get in the booth. Like, nah, hell nah. We, uh, what you look for in the artist? Like, I got uh, gotta like you. Like, if we can't get along, I don't even care to do a song with you. I got a song with a famous nigga right now that I done fell out with and I won't put it out. <laughs> My, just That's just me, though. Like, how I am. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Because I hate when a motherfucker act like. 
they on already low key or something like it just be different like you know some of these niggas we all chasing the same shit we're all chasing the same shit so it's like yeah if you ain't if you ain't hungry like me i'm hungry and humble if you arrogant and cocky and you're not on that'll make me not like you yeah you're not even there yet to be acting like that so that right there just throw the whole vibe off i don't want to do a song with you now hmm? blue but i just been trying a whole bunch of different colors lately as you can see like i'm just doing shit. yeah because it get it, it just like i can't just do what i like i'm trying to gain a following so i gotta I gotta do everything. Just try shit. You might see me coming home. Like, oh man, Instagram. What's this? It took me a while to get used to skinnies. I wasn't trying to do no tight ass pants in it. Yeah, I wasn't. When I left, we was wearing True Religions, Robins, and Rock Revivals. I got out here. I was like, bro. We went to the mall. My nigga threw me these tight ass pants. I said, I'm not putting them on. Said, bro, you got too gritty. You a rapper. Gotta put these on. It's the Yes, you got to. I said, bro, I don't like that shit, bro. Like, eventually, I just ended up doing it. And now the skinny jean era is going. That's it's going out though. It's but it's more fitted though. Still, I know what you're saying. The baggy jeans. It's more. I, even though I didn't want guys wearing the super skinny. It put in a mindset that niggas can wear jeans that actually fit and look clean instead of them big ass pants on 10 sides up. So we appreciate it. Glad the super skinny was going away. Just get your socks. Get your socks. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, I like the slim fit look. Yeah, I like that. I just like to be comfortable. She was like, the motherfucker, like, why you got a hoodie on in the summertime? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's what it is. Like, yeah, certain styles of shit is styles. Like, you ain't asked little baby why he had a long sleeve tee on when it was 90 degrees. Don't ask me why the fuck I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, let me do me. Everything you did through, even though you still it. At the point that you at right now, that, like if it was a group of young upcoming artists right now, what advice would you have for them? Shit, just stay consistent and believe in your dream, bro, and chase that shit. Like nothing is happening overnight out this bitch. I don't give a fuck who you see, what they got, and how hard they saying it's going. It did not happen overnight. And I think a lot of people don't be having patience with this shit and you gotta have. Like I wasn't doing a thousand views when I first got out. Then my last video did 13K in a month. Like it just be like you gotta know. You gotta know, man, like it's 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 a process, bro. And you gotta trust the process. If you don't trust the process, you you ain't it ain't gonna work because I be believing in energy, so you gotta, you got, you gotta put in good energy, and that's what you're gonna get out. That's what's up. So, what I want y'all to do, I want you to do, I want you to tell them where they can find you at on the social media, on every social media platform. What's your Instagram? Uh, Gritty Grams, G R I D D Y G R A M S. Get rich around me, slang and same shit. Facebook, 
You can even have me on Clubhouse if you want to on that motherfucker. We could talk some real shit. I don't want an internet beef with no motherfucking body. Yeah, man, we got more projects. Go get that cookbook out now, man, on all platforms, man. Uh, I got single out with Rio the Young OG, man. No green lean. We stay away from that. What's your favorite song on that cookbook? I would say it would have to be out of two, number two or three, like uh, Take Heed or Cake Bake. But other people say they like other shit too. Streets crazy, man. Now, following Instagram, Facebook, and I'm supposed to be in the dollhouse too uh, I think I'm gonna do a performance Probably Tuesday or Wednesday. I gotta check my palm pods to see what's going on. Let me see. 